0: As I stand here today, there are candidates running for every level of office in America, for governor, Congress, attorney general, secretary of state, who won't commit, they will not commit to accepting the results of election that they're running in. This is a path to chaos in
1: America. He's not wrong. It is a path to chaos. And whether we take that path to chaos, whether we continue to march down it is one of the major choices, if not the major choice voters face this coming Tuesday. Joining me now for his perspective on President Biden's speech, NBC News presidential historian Michael Beschloss. Michael, we we spoke the last time the president gave address about democracy and about the context for it, about how unprecedented uh, it is. This speech seemed in some senses more specific about The developments that we're seeing everywhere from the Arizona poll stalkers to the secretaries of state who who refuse to uh, say that they'll accept the elections. What do you view as the key takeaway of the speech
2: tonight?
3: Well, he was absolutely candid and he was absolutely right, because, as you know, Chris, six nights from now, we could all be discussing violence all over this country. There are signs that that may happen, may God forbid. That uh, losers will be declared winners by fraudulent uh, election officers or secretary of state candidates or governors or state legislatures. We could be six days away from losing our rule of law and losing a situation where we have elections that we all can rely on. You know, those are the foundation stones of a democracy. So if Biden had gone on the air tonight and said, Biggest thing we have to worry about is, you know, marginal tax rate or something like that. Well, it is important. But what significant presidents do, I think you will agree, we both write history, you and I. 1860, Lincoln didn't say biggest issue is land-grant colleges, although he felt strongly. He said the country can't survive half-slave or half-free. 1940, Franklin Roosevelt didn't say, you know, the biggest thing I'm worried about is farm policy. Uh, farm policy was important to him, but what he did say was, never before since Jamestown and Plymouth Rock has America been in such danger. Mm. Joe Biden is saying the same thing tonight. And a historian 50 years from now, if historians are allowed to write in this country, and if there are still free publishing houses and a free press, which, which I'm not certain of, but if that is true, a historian will say, what was at stake tonight and this week was the fact whether we will be a democracy in the future, whether our children will be arrested and conceivably killed. We're on the edge of a brutal authoritarian system, and it could be a week away.
2: OK, Thursday, 3 November in the year of our Lord, 2022, I want to bring in uh, Steve Cortez. We've got a lot to go through and get to capital markets. And uh, we got Philip Patrick, Seb Gorka, Boris, maybe Mike Lindell. It's pretty jammed. Maybe Royce White. Who knows? You're, we're we're in the afternoon war room. Who knows who shows up? Cortez. First off, I just want to correct the presidential historian. Right. Um, not far be it for me to correct Michael Beschloss. Right. The. Um, but in 1940, FDR, in the presidential campaign against Wendell Wicke, promised the American people we would never get involved right. in another European war. So don't sit right. there and spin. He was talking about it. Come right. on. He, he actually put – he just said under no circumstances – World War I was so hated by the United States and the League of Nations. He said under no circumstances, no circumstance, no chance, right. no how, no way we will ever send boys over back to Europe to fight Europe's wars. Promise. Well, Beschloss is just outright. He's either incompetent, stupid. But the other thing is, what is about? Uh, we're we're, we're going to reverse. We don't have the secretaries of state. We're going to reverse all the elections next week. We're going to round up all the kids. No, Michael, I promise we'll take care of the children. and eh, some of the adults like you and Chris Hayes, who knows? All to be deterred, TBD, but the children will be fine. Steve Cortez.
1: So Michael Beschloss, not only is he a terrible historian, to your point, because if FDR was truthful about what he planned to do, he would not have won that election in 1940. That much is clear. But even worse than that. Uh, he is just a melodramatic sissy. And I have to take some uh, pleasure, quite honestly, uh, in the preemptive meltdown of these establishment types because they know what looms. They know what is going to happen on Tuesday via democracy, by the way, the very thing that they claim uh, to be the protectors of, the democratic will of the people in this great republic uh, that we are going to save on Tuesday. They are having an absolute meltdown. And I want to point out, too, regarding Beschloss. He really personifies the... Establishment. So the fact that he's melting down uh, should give should encourage us. It should, should give us great motivation. What I mean by that is, for example, if you look at his CV and his resume, uh, he went to Williams College. He got his MBA at Harvard, just like you. Um, all of you fancy people went there. But then let's also take a look at, <laughs> at Schloss's <laughs> wife. Uh, his wife is is uh, was the former treasurer of the World Bank, past trustee of the Ford Foundation, trustee oh of God. PBS, current oh trustee. God. Of the Rockefeller Foundation. I mean, this reads oh like a resume from a, you know from a, of a movie character, right? Of the establishment. So <laughs> my point is, uh, the best losses are very angry right now, and that is a great thing because the establishment knows what is coming, right. and it is patriotic populism in I, waves.
2: I, I have to, I have to throw this out there, that you know, you're the boxer, you're the football player from Georgetown, you're the you're the you're the both intelligent and a tough guy from the pits of Chicago. It it killed me though. And you're a tough guy. loss is like from your neighborhood, right? I how did that happen? It. How did how did that
1: happen? yeah now we're we're not cohorts all right he's a good bit older than i am but i couldn't believe that he also grew up in what is generally a very gritty very blue collar area uh that astounds me And i've run across him over the years met him several times in my tv travels you know in green rooms and so forth and believe me by the way no one you can see it on tv but it's even worse off air no one takes themselves more seriously than does michael beschloss i mean he is literally you know again he's the personification Mm -hmm. of the establishment he's also the personification of self-importance i mean you know he really is uh but it's amazing to me when i looked that up i had no idea that he's actually from kind of the same hood obviously we had very different experiences there and different takeaways uh when i was in the boxing gym i think he was somewhere (laughs) somewhere in a lab (laughs) uh
2: probably reading 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 a book somewhere okay um i've got philip patrick and you i want to get to uh by the way it's a complete meltdown and the and it's only going to get worse don't think it's going to get better as we get to Tuesday. After Tuesday, it's even going to get worse than that. So don't think the, the work is all before us, right? The, the great work is before us. We want to make sure everybody gets out and everybody volunteers. In the second hour of the show, we got some of these secretaries of state throughout the country that are going to come on. It's just going to be incredible in an hour or two. Let's go ahead and play. I want to play um this is the inner this is actually a Steve Ratner this morning pitching himself for Secretary of Treasury on uh, on um uh Morning Joe. So I got Philip Patrick, Steve Cortez. Uh, let's watch morning Mika this morning with uh, Ratner's uh, pitch for himself as Secretary of Treasury. Rates are going to continue to go
4: up for the foreseeable future. Mm. And in fact, the market has been increasing its expectation of where it thinks rates are going. As you can see on the last chart that I have, which shows you back when, back last August, There we go. Back last August, you can see that the market thought rates would peak early next year at about three and a quarter percent, gradually been ratcheting that up. Rates are now likely to peak more like above 5 percent and not until sometime in the latter part of next year. And this has real implications for Americans, of course. Mortgage rates are now over 7 percent. That's another thing that politically we have to deal with. Uh, Good for savers, but very bad for borrowers like people who are trying to buy a home.
1: We have been talking about, been hearing uh the fed chairman talk about a soft landing for quite some time it sounded like he was giving up on that yesterday for the most part we're not going to have a soft
4: landing we're going to have a recession and uh it may be pretty rough i think that is the likely scenario i look trying to trying to engineer a reduction in inflation from these levels down to the two percent that the fed wants is a bit like landing a big jetliner on an aircraft carrier. It's really, really hard. And so I think the Fed chairman, who's lost some credibility over inflation, he was in that whole transitory camp for a while, Mm -hmm. is now starting to talk more realistically about what's likely to come. Mike? How
3: did Jay Powell miss it for
4: so long? It's a good question, Mike. Uh, You have to also recognize the Biden administration missed it. You have to recognize that Jay Powell was up for reappointment about a year or so ago and the White House was signaling that they thought inflation was going to come down. Uh, and I think Jay Powell is a team player. And I think there are a lot of people, Paul Krugman blew it too. There are a lot of very, very good economists and smart people.
1: Most did. I mean, yeah. most people missed it. You did not. Uh, Larry Summers did not, uh, but there aren't a there aren't many Democratic economists that, uh, that got this
4: right. And the over. reason was, and, and no Republicans. The reason was no because we hadn't yeah. had inflation for 40 years. Right. And all the economic models kind of had adjusted themselves almost to the point where they said it was impossible to create inflation. Right. And so you had sensible people saying that we haven't had inflation for 40 years so we can put two and a half trillion dollars into the economy right. and it's not going to cause inflation. So
1: people that look at Biden's one, um, one COVID bill as the thing that caused okay. the, the, this massive
2: eruption inflation yeah. i mean to me at least strikes me as being preposterous when you well, look at of it. course you would think it's preposterous uh, joe you're a genius um just let M- mika talk more and you talk less is a be morning mika okay i want to get to um cortez first and then philip patrick first off I think as I remember correctly, Cortez Navarro Bannon had this from the beginning. We're not, of course, we're not Krugman. We don't have Nobel prizes and we're not as genius as the group over at CNBC. Your thoughts about that whole, uh, what you just heard right there, sir. Well, first of all,
1: I love that he's actually bringing charts. Uh, the only problem is putting that chart, putting any economic chart, in front of Joe Scarborough. You know, to channel uh, the Holy Bible, it is truly casting the pearls before the swine, right? I mean, he doesn't <laughs> understand any of it; it's completely lost on him. But hey, good for Ratner. And there was some truth telling there. You know, some some important kernels. For example, he said, you know, and this was a quote: he said that Paul has quote lost some credibility. Uh, you think? How about lost all credibility with that? Constantly repeated, transitory lie, parodying the White House, parodying Janet Yellen, um, in a complete lie that he either had to know was untrue, or he's so incompetent that he uh, that he doesn't belong in his job. Either way, he's unfit to serve in this incredibly important position in a time such as this. But the the reality of inflation is is this: Steve, the Fed has finally awoken to the intense struggle that our, the American people are in, particularly working class folks of middle and lower uh, income means. They have finally woken up to it. And yesterday's press conference was a capitulation by the Fed. It was the Fed finally saying this era of artificially low interest rates is no longer sustainable because the inflation genie is fully out of the bottle. Okay, and I will give Powell some credit for this. He's extremely late. He lied to the people for a long time, but he is now at least trying to play catch up. And he was pretty direct. See, you know, central bankers speak in sort of their own language that is very hard to decipher. He was quite direct yesterday in saying there were two things in particular. He said rates are going higher than was expected before. Why? Because the problem is getting worse. And he also said that the path to a soft landing is, quote, narrow. Now, I would argue yeah. it's so narrow as to be non-existent, but the point is, he is he is conceding that there is no easy out here because of what he has done, and mostly because of what Joe Biden and Pelosi and Schumer have done, there are no good options. And the yeah. idea that we can thread the needle yeah. and have a, quote, soft yeah. landing, not produce a massive recession, but still get inflation under control, it's just not, it's not uh, credible.
2: It was one city, two speeches, the tale of two speeches. Biden's given this thing that that Chris Hayes talking about, oh, the path to chaos is in front of us. No, brother, the path to chaos is in front of us because of what's going to happen with the crash we're going to have that he foresaw. Uh, Philip, I got about a minute and a half in this block. Both of you guys are going to stay over. Your thoughts about Powell, and then what you heard on Morning Joe.
5: Yeah, look, I, I think Steve did a did a very good job summarizing. Uh, you know, the two things, same things that I picked up on. Right? He said terminal rate, uh, i.e., how high rates will ultimately get, will be higher than the Fed had had stated previously. And he said it was premature to discuss any pause in rate hikes. What I think is very interesting is how reactive the markets are to to you know a Federal Reserve speech. At the end of the day, we're seeing a market today that isn't being traded on 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 sentiment but rather, well, it is being traded or it's moving based on sentiment more so than it is any intrinsic value, right? Anytime the Fed come out and they're dovish, we see stocks rally. Every time they come out and more hawkish, we see asset prices plummet. It's a reflection of a market that isn't being driven and hasn't been driven by fundamentals for a long time. But Steve is right. The Fed are waking up now. They're going to have to stand the course, and it doesn't bode well for the markets this year or heading into next. We've got tough times.
2: Yeah, uh, by the way, 2023, what they told you yesterday is 2023, by spring or summer 2023, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be in it, okay? We're going to be in the whirlwind. You reap uh, you reap the uh, wind, you sow the, war, uh, war, uh, the uh, whirlwind. We're going to take a short commercial break. When we're gonna be back, we got Steve Cortez, we got Philip Patrick, we've got all of it, Seb is going to join us, Royce White, Boris Epstein, Short break back. We're going to talk. We're going to start with uh, Lisa Abramowitz, her take at Bloomberg on a, exactly where all this is headed and who's actually in control next in the world. You oh, know, it's never good.
6: in the face of what we're experiencing right now. If you don't believe, let's say Chairman Powell's going to do what he tells you he's going to do, do you still want to be long here? Because this feels pretty uncomfortable.
7: It's a. It, I don't know the answer to that, right? Do you want to play game theory? Do you want to play this sure. game with the Federal Reserve? Because that's ultimately what you're asking. Are you going to call their bluff and say, ultimately, you can't do this? Well, the more people do that, the further the Fed has to go, right? So it kind of has a self-fulfilling prophecy against you. There is a larger question, right, which I think is actually expressed in the bond market. If you believe that the Fed will lack the political will to ultimately do what needs to be done to bring inflation back down to 2%, then you do not want to get long, long treasuries, because right now you cannot be certain that those yields are going to come down materially in the way that so many people had thought. And that might be one of the distinguishing features that people are kind of trying to grapple with. right
6: Sometimes now. we make it, I think, a little bit more complicated than it is. I remember in the last 10 years, you just had some very simple statements for some from some hyper bullish people who just basically said the Federal Reserve is telling you what they want. Listen to them and don't fight them. And hasn't the Federal Reserve just told us yesterday in that news conference ultimately what they want?
7: The Fed is not in control right now, Mr. CPI is in control. Right now, inflation is in control in a way that we have not seen before, and nobody really understands it. You know, Jennifer McEwen was just saying that she thinks that there's going to be a a more rapid disinflationary force in the U.S. A lot of people would agree with her, Tom Porcelli among them, which is one reason why they think the Fed will have to back off. And it's not even in the Fed's uh, eyesight. So if the Fed isn't really in control and the Fed's saying, we don't really know, but we want to kill inflation, then, you know, basically you're trading off of economic data more than you are the prognostications of a split Fed that's going to be facing a lot of without a doubt
6: we're at the mercy of the next two prints from the Federal Reserve and I think anyone's denying that but in the meantime they're in control of something financial conditions a lot
2: of this a lot of this sounds like technical talk but this is going to drive so much more of your life than most of the happy talk and and that Lisa Abramowitz over Bloomberg is one of the smartest people I think on television in the world you compare that to the crap you see on CNBC it's 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 the difference between the major leagues and double-a ball the Fed, not, uh, so Cortez, you first and Philip, uh, the Fed is not in control. Mr. CPI is right. in tr- control. Here's why I wanted to get this this out. She mentions not just inflation. She mentions the D word, the deflationary. Word. They're so confused now. There's so much stuff going on that you got Bank of Japan doing what there's so much going on. They're actually to somebody was saying, hey, watch out. You may have massive deflation coming up. Steve right. Cortez.
1: Well, and by the way, we saw that with the, with the Bank of England, which was simultaneously loosening policy. And tightening policy uh, at the same time. That's the kind of volatile world we live in, where England, you know, our ancestral mothership, is trading in a lot of ways like it's an emerging market. But I think to her point, and she's exactly correct here. How intensely bad the situation right now, how dangerous it is in the United States. To me, one of the least known uh, economic facts that should be broadly known is that stocks and bonds have now each gone down three quarters in a row in this year, twenty twenty two. First quarter, second quarter, third quarter, both stocks and bonds went down in each quarter that has never happened before in American history, and it looks right now like they're gonna do it for a fourth quarter. Why? Because of this absolute runaway inflation combined with crashing growth. Normally, in a normal business cycle, you only get this kind of inflation if you have an economy that is overheating. We have the exact opposite right now. We have an economy here and globally that is crashing. And to that point, by the way, I'm not gonna let Ratner only show a chart. I'd like to show a chart, please, if I can go to chart number one and show evidence of the global economy crashing. This is shipping rates. These are shipping rates for containers globally. A 40 foot container which costs almost $10,000 on average to ship at the beginning of this year. That chart is just this year. And for those who are watching, not just listening, they can see the demonstrable trend from the upper left to the lower right. Now all the way down to almost $3,000. From almost 10 to near $3,000 in just a matter of months. So Steve, we have the worst of both worlds. We have American consumers who literally can't pay the most basic bills in their lives because inflation is out of control. At the same time, we have an economy both here and abroad that is absolutely crashing. It's an incredibly dangerous moment. And this is the setting that we face OK, we didn't make this mess. We didn't create it, but we have to fix it. This is the setting we face yeah, into we this election, fix. which is one of the reasons why it's the most consequential election the, the, in the, over a century. The,
2: the, the American people can't talk, don't know the charts. And, and Lisa Bromwitz may go a little over their head, but they intuitively get it. The common yes. sense of the American people, they know something's deeply wrong right. and you can't sit there, whether it's crime in the streets or... Or whether this economy, they can put up all these numbers and t- they understand, hey, but Biden, you guys talk all you want to talk. Something's deeply wrong here. Right. Talk about crime. You talk about the economy. Uh, Philip Patrick, you've, you've done this for a couple of three years. Have you ever seen a situation like this when you get a Abramowitz up there talking about, hey, run away. Mr. CPI's in charge. Oh, by the way, there are people talking about potential deflation.
5: No, absolutely not. By the way, I agree with you. She's she's fantastic. She's brilliant. But absolutely not. This is not a scenario, I think, as Americans we faced before. Even the 1970s, where we had a stagflationary climate, similar to the one we're in today, you had options. You could put your money in the bank and get 16% on it. Today, that doesn't exist. But, you know, every metric. You look at price-to-earning ratios in the market. You look at the bond market. We've seen uh, an, an inversion, right, of uh, uh, of the bond market in the Treasury, the 2 and the 10. Every major metric is, is, is flashing warning signs. But the biggest thing, and you said it yourself, most Americans, they don't pay attention to these headline numbers, but they're feeling it. Savings rates today at the lowest level for Americans since 2008. Forty-two percent of Americans surveyed who earn six figures a year are living paycheck to paycheck. That's why people know that this economy is in bad, bad shape because they're feeling it in their pocketbooks. And it's not the top 1%. It's everyday working Americans that are getting it. This economy is a disaster. The midterms are very, very, very important because we have to hamstring this administration's ability to spend. And the most concerning thing of of all, no matter what happens, no matter what the Federal Reserve say all we get from the White House is spin. Yesterday, they put out a tweet saying that we need to thank President Biden for the largest increase in Social Security payments. It's crazy. This is cost of living adjustment signed, signed by, by Nixon in the 70s. The only reason they went up is because we've got a dumpster fire of inflation. We've got to stop the lying. We've got to stop the spending. The economy is a disaster.
2: Far be it from the Fed to get into politics. So they were told they're independent, Steve Cortez. But to Philip Patrick's point, is 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 uh, the Fed chairman is Powell signaling yesterday in his talk that he may be ready to switch sides? That he he maybe thinks what he kind of knows what's going to happen next Tuesday, and he'd rather be with the War Room posse. Is that what F- <clears throat> uh, Powell's telling us?
1: Right. Well, or at least he doesn't want to get politically crucified by the war room posse. I think is the, is the proper way to put it. No, I think he's he's savvy enough. He's not very good on the economy, but he's a very good Washington operator. He's a lifelong Washingtonian, by the way, uh, and he's pretty good at slithering around the Washington sewer and is reading the tea leaves. And I firmly believe that yes, a big part of his press conference yesterday, of him finally being very direct and very blunt and honest with the American people, is that he sees what is going to happen on Tuesday and. He He doesn't want the political blowback. He doesn't want a lot of these patriotic populist fighters, once they are in office, to come after him individually and to come after the Fed institutionally, to force transparency, for example, at the Fed. The Fed is the least transparent, important organization in America. And that's not an exaggeration to say. In or out of government, there is no more opaque institution that has more power in the United States than the Federal Reserve. I think he realizes that this populist wave is building. And so here he was six days in front of the election, willing to speak quite bluntly, willing to throw cold water all over financial markets uh, because he doesn't he knows he doesn't have to do favors right now for his Democrat friends. And they are his friends, but he knows they're not going to be in power.
2: Yesterday's telling you, ladies and gentlemen, 2023 is going to be a very bad and tough year. But I got to tell you, we had a hard decade the the, the the crimes of the easy money decade and the zero interest rate is going to take us a decade to get out of here. It's it's sick. And there's going to be massive political changes because of this. Steve, how do people get to all your great uh, chalk talks and all your uh, writings? Yeah,
1: please find me on the getter. I'm at Steve. I also did. I was the prelude to your show today, Steve. So I did a live stream, which you can, of course, still see after the fact. So please find me there on getter at Steve. And then I'm also on the Twitter. I'm at Cortez Steve Cortez with an S.
2: Philip Patrick, I want everybody in this audience, I'm not telling them they got to you know, buy gold, get gold, but here's what they need to do. Right now, everybody in this audience has got to get more information and start thinking through what your own personal financial situation is, your retirement, because the game's changing every day, and it ain't changing right now for the better. Philip Patrick, how did they get to the consultants and the, your advisors over at Birch Gold?
5: Very simple. Uh, Just go to birchgold.com forward slash Bannon, access to a lot of good information, the report you wrote, Steve. So birchgold.com slash Bannon. For me personally, you can hit my Getter account at Philip Patrick on Getter.
2: Yeah. By the way, you get the free report, the end of the dollar empire. We're going to be talking about the Fed, easy money, the end of the dollar, all of it, right? All of it in, in the days and weeks ahead. Once we get past the election, this is going to be very important about what the solution is. Philip Patrick, uh, thank you. By the way, your getter account is on fire, so thank you very much, sir. Important.
5: Thank you, as way, Steve.
2: Royce White uh, joins us. Royce, you came on the national stage uh, by during the George Floyd, Floyd situation, focusing on the Federal Reserve. Give me your thoughts. The, the, uh, Lisa Abramowitz says the Fed's not in control; inflation is in control. What say you, sir? Yeah,
8: I'd say she's 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 uh. she's on point you know i mean honestly the fed is a part of an international banking cartel we got to just stop stop beating around the bush with it right and and the fed has its own set of corruption its own its own corrupt practices own corrupt players but they're a part of an international banking cartel And, and like i told you earlier this morning um what happens when a bank robber gets gets cornered what what happens when a bank robber has nowhere to go the shooting starts or they surrender And the question we got to ask ourselves as the American people or free people all around the world is, do we believe that these thieves who have ran this international banking cartel are going to go out, go down without a fight? And, And the obvious answer is no. And so you got a war. In the Ukraine, and and you know you you may have a war now, and Iran, if they don't go through with the deal, you see Biden and you threaten that, and you, we got the problem there in Kashmir that's always on the brink of. of Ro- Royce, hang
2: on, Royce, hang on, hang on, one, hang on one second. I'm gonna hold you through the break. And by the way, this is why I say, and they got they got uh, President Trump dumping all over McConnell because McConnell says he's going to give an unlimited these uh, hints are going to give an unlimited lift to the debt ceiling. Our point is that the ownership of the Federal Reserve—they're owned by 24 prime banks. This is a cartel. It's a banking cartel that owns Federal Reserve in here in the United States. That must end. Anything at all with the restructuring of the debt ceiling must come with the restructuring of the Federal Reserve. Royce White, Seb Gorka, next. To this convicted home title thief, explaining what happens when he forges your home's title and takes over as the new owner.
5: Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh, no, I have title insurance. It's in my name or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, nobody's calling you. You're living in a delusion. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it or sold the property, it's 60 to 90 days for that person to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You start getting foreclosure notices. You've got four mortgages on your house. You don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name.
2: Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster Than credit card fraud. You could be a victim and not even know it. Here's how to protect yourself and verify your home's title is still in your name. Visit hometitlelock.com promo code radio. Then register your address for your no obligation home title report, a hundred dollar value you get for free. Again, get your free home title report at hometitlelock.com promo code radio. Friends, if you're thinking about stocking up on emergency food because of what's going on in the world, now is the time to do it. Farmers are warning everyone who will listen. Food shortages are next. That's why I urge you to go to preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com right now. To help the American family, My Patriot Supply is offering a 20% discount off their three-month emergency food kit. This kit provides delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks for one person for three solid months. As you know, this food stays fresh for up to 25 years, so it's ready the moment you need it. And it's designed to give you more than 2,000 calories a day. That's 2,000 calories a day. So you won't go hungry and you'll keep up your strength during any crisis. Save 20% on this three-month kit at preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com. Stock up now with the price this low. Your orders ship fast and free in unmarked boxes for your privacy. Go to preparewithbannon.com right now. Preparewithbannon.com right now. Take action. Use your agency. Action, action, action. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon.
7: The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide.
0: War Room Pandemic. Here's your host
2: Stephen K. Bannon. You agree that if we do anything at all with this debt ceiling that a sine qua non, that we must demand that the Federal Reserve. We take the banking cartel, the twenty-four prime brokers that own it today. We take those ownership away, and that the American people in trust will own their own currency, sir.
8: Absolutely. I mean, I think it, the, the original institution of the Federal Reserve claimed to be making, you know, making this this strive to bust up the original banking monopoly that had that had built itself in, in the early nineteen hundreds, and all it did was reform, you know, re, reform itself into a, a banking cartel 2.0 that's lived on and crushed the dollar over the last 100 years. And, you know, when she says that inflation's in charge and not the Fed, you know, she's right. But the reality is that the, the inflation was manufactured. I mean, nobody with any sense could really believe that it's a coincidence that the inflation has reached the point that it's reached. And that's what we have to come to grips with as American citizens and free people all across the world. And, and here in America, as the bastion of freedom, as the bastion of sovereignty and individual liberty in a, in a nation of shopkeepers, they plan to bust out the middle market. That's, that's, that's the first order of business, is to bust out the entire middle market. Why? Because the independent shopkeepers, the nation of shopkeepers that just happen to be the Republican donor base are the people who they got to get rid of first. Leave the Amazon, you know, <laughs> leave, leave the targets and the Walmarts because they're in on it, right? They're, they're in on the agenda 100%.
2: Royce how do people get to your uh writings I know you're doing the new podcast you got a new studio how, do, how does everybody get to your content
8: I'm um, Royce White on Getter you can follow me on on Substack as well the information on the podcast will be coming soon hopefully I'm able to get on with Captain Bannon uh, at some point this week and, and do their live stream as well uh, so some more information on that but but follow the money for now
2: <laughs> <laughs> Royce White thank you very much now that Royce White brings up the fact that it's out to, the, you know, that it's out to crush the shopkeepers, I want to go out to uh, to Iowa. Our own Heather Mullins from Real America's Voice is there live and she's got an entrepreneur that was thrown out at big box, thrown off the home shopping channels, thrown off the, the thrown out of bed this bath and beyond. He was thrown for off of everything show. because of his uh, fight for I election said, integrity. Heather, where are you guys? Put us in the room out there in Iowa.
9: 38 years, darling. Yeah, so we're in, uh thanks for having us. We're in Sioux City, Iowa right now, and this is the, the final week, right? This is where we give it everything we got leading up to November 8th. Mike Lindell's with me here. He's been like Coming to all these rallies, not just in the last week, but for so the last year or two, because we've seen, Mike, what this administration gone. has done to our country, so and good Americans good. have but had enough.
10: Absolutely, and the great thing Waterful. about these rallies, it the spreads the news, governor, it gives Kim people Kim hope, it gives today. people hope, and people are looking for hope. We're coming up at an apex in history here, Kim this Kim election, most important election ever, right now, coming up, and we are gonna, we are gonna win. And if, if they do try and steal, we're watching from every single angle. I'll tell you, they're gonna get caught, just like they did get caught in 2020. We just maybe the maybe the conservative media will start reporting the election crimes. Wouldn't that be something?
9: No, know that wouldn't. I mean, we saw what Joe Biden took the stage yesterday, right? And he was talking, saying, "Oh, Republicans are gonna deny the results. They're gonna deny the results." But oh, by the way. We might not have the results on election day, but you need to be patient. Why shouldn't we have the results on election day?
10: Well they look what they did uh, not only on the presidential election but look what they did to Carrie Lake It took us three days three days if we don't have them on election day it's because they're going how are we gonna cheat everybody voted for and cover Republican. our tracks
9: and cover our tracks yeah,
10: They're gonna have uh, we're gonna overrun the algorithm so much that they're not gonna they're gonna be confused that's why they're gonna stop everything. what are we gonna do they really won <laughs>
9: <laughs> Well it's crazy because you know I like, like just here today, you guys, Like I've interviewed a lot of people on the ground. Some of them were Democrats. Some of them were independents. This isn't just a red wave. What I've been telling everyone, I'm like, this is a red, white, and blue wave. This is Americans uniting and, and we're pushing and rejecting the ideology, the communism, the CCP creeping into every faucet of our country. We're recognizing what's going on. We're pushing back and that's what these rallies are all about. Absolutely. And there are people
10: here. A couple came on my plane with me, How and they were former Democrats, so yeah. they've switched yeah. this in the last few this years the alliance, or last the four or five years. And, and what you're having is the once you job. get in the that common job. sense bucket, you never leave, leave. okay? So you're coming in, you're pouring in from Democrats, Republicans, independent, the they're all coming into this come come common on, sense. It's the people's bucket, which is also yeah. the mega bucket.
9: Yeah, no, it is. And it's funny because the other
2: Joe Biden. Heather, yeah. Yeah, let me just ask, because we've got a time. Let me just ask Mike a question here on this line. I've got Seb Gorka coming up next, and we're going to play a cold open that just happened on MSNBC where the guy's saying, hey, we may not re- know results for a couple of days. We may not know them for a week. There may be even a month. We may not even know them up until Christmas. What do you say to the MAGA and to the American people when you're they're on TV right now Gaslighting us that's gonna take weeks or months to know the results results of this election, sir.
10: I'd say that would be the the most corrupt thing ever. I mean, we've already been through the biggest crime in history with the biggest cover up in history. Steve, if that happens, it's actually gonna help. It's gonna give everyone is going you know, this the nonsense that just went on in Brazil, and now if they do this stuff again here in this midterm. It's just going to reveal more and more. It's going to come out just the way it's supposed to. God's had his hand in all this and we're gonna look back and say, hey, everything that happened, even the even the bad, has got people pouring in to this common sense bucket. I kinda hope they do do all this nonsense, this crazy stuff, because it's gonna pull people together. This is uniting our country, Steve. This is we're not a divided country, it's uniting everybody. Democrats, Republicans, the people are united against this regime that's out there. That came into our country.
9: And we're going into hey, this he- next he- set of election armed
2: with a yeah, lot of Yeah, more Heather Heather Heather, we, Heather, know we gotta bounce we but twenty twenty. Heather, we gotta bounce. But tell us what is when is this gonna broadcast on Real America's voice? When does Trump speak? When does Lindell speak? When do speak? the speakers get up? I
7: like
10: that Let us pray. The speakers start they're they're gonna start right now with the prayer uh, the president please comes please on please. at seven o'clock central time, Steve.
2: Uh, heather is is real america voice going to cover this live for everybody here as we come as yeah we're going to cover it having, live
9: we'll be yeah, here all, all all evening and we're going to be covering the next three rallies as well so we're giving him a voice all live.
2: heather mullins thank you very much mike lindell thank you uh, sir look forward to being up on lindell tv here shortly thank you wild Okay, I want to play this cold open because Heather and Mike couldn't couldn't hear it. I got the Dr. Seb Gorka. Let me. Okay, I know your head's going to blow up, but I got to play it. Go and play it.
7: So, Rick, AB has been talking about this, um, I think, since the dust didn't settle in in 2020 for. Trump, it's all about 2024. It's all about getting rid of all of the country's Brad Raffensburgers who would not bend to his will and replacing them all with, um, Mr. Fincham's in every state. It is all about 2024. And, um, President Obama connects those dots more artfully in a stump speech that's both devastating and funny and, and all those things. But, it, it's it might be the first time that as we watch the midterms, we'll be watching not just control the House and Senate, but we'll be watching who's in control of the states that Trump tried to steal last time. What are your thoughts heading into next week?
0: Yeah, Nicole, if you have one party in a two party system that decides they're not going to honor the results of the election, you don't have a democracy anymore. And that's essentially what's happened. A lot of these lawsuits are about creating smoke before the election so that after the election, they can point to the smoke and say there must be fire, there must be fraud there. That's what's going on. Um, I, I do think we you know, there are danger signs for our democracy, uh, it, you know, uh, the uh, not observation of norms, uh, normalization of violence, uh, all of these things that are that are undermining the uh, our democracy. But what is scary here, too, and I don't want to kind of preempt this, is that we're looking at the midterm elections. As you say, that forecasts uh, 2024. But what we're not going to have a result on the 8th, we're not going to have a result the next day. And all these lawsuits will start being filed. I mean, we could have weeks and months of uncertainty in many of these races and races like Arizona, where these officials are the ones that will be calling 2024. That's the idea of these frivolous lawsuits. And these lawyers, as Mary suggested, should be disbarred. They're violating the the, uh, codes of conduct of the American Bar Association, filing fraudulent lawsuits, lawsuits (laughs) that don't
2: have... So, so, Seb Gorka, you heard Mike Lindell at the Trump rally and Heather Mullins. You see everybody's worked up about this. What happens when MSNBC and Beshalas, we, we, pl- we played the start, is talking about if we win, we're going to be running up their kids. Kids are not going to be safe. They could be murdered. Uh, give us your assessment of the rhetoric of the uh, left right now, sir.
11: Well, the first thing that he said there to Wallace was, if you have uh, one of the parties questioning the results of an election, you don't have a democracy. Two issues with that. Number one, we're not a democracy, we're a republic. And uh, the second one is, that's what the Democrats did for the last six years. Uh, We still have Hillary Clinton doing her verbal vomiting about illegitimate presidencies and having the election stolen from her. So whether it's Governor Stacey Abrams or the, the failed politician that is Hillary. That's what the Democrats did for the last five years. However, look, I've never been accused of being, you know, Pollyannish, but uh, I'm in a very good mood, Steve. Uh, I I think it's going to be a massive blowout. Uh, On my show today, I had J.D. Vance. I had Carrie Lake. What we're hearing across the country is potentially 54 to 55 seats, in the Senate, utter blowouts. We could have such results that it doesn't matter if they count for a week or they count for six months. It doesn't make a difference because we are seeing people come out of the woodwork. We are seeing people who are apolitical, centre of the road, uh, not interested in politics, but their ethnic minorities, especially where I live in Virginia, who said, "This is it. I've had it with the abortion insanity, with the transgender lunacy." And we may have such result that it doesn't matter how long they want to count we will crush them on tuesday that is what i'm feeling in my bones steve
2: yesterday you had powell and the federal reserve just capitulate and said hey we're not gonna have a soft landing 2023 is going to be a nightmare quite frankly i don't even know how we're going to get back to two percent inflation and then you had biden's i don't even know what that was a primal scream for a dying regime at uh over at uh, union station what's your assessment sir
11: Well, I mean, Brian Barton had that wonderful article this morning in a 22-minute speech, 37 mentions of the word democracy. Let me tell you what the threat to democracy narrative means. Uh, the, just change the word democracy for Democrat power uh, that, that you put it through the magic decoder ring. The threats to democracy actually means the threats to Democrat power. They are fascistic. They want state control. They want one party. And it is just Beautifully delicious. That they did this in Union Station. You know Union Station. This is one of the most beautiful neoclassic buildings, not in the capital in America. You used to go there in the Trump years. The food court downstairs, the amazing shopping upstairs. The Victims of um, uh, Communism Memorial Foundation would rent the main arena, the main part of the building for their annual gala, and you felt like you were in Rome. Now. There's nothing. There's no food court. There's no businesses upstairs. It is a a homeless shelter. It stinks of urine. And that's Mm -hmm. where the Democrats are having their presidential speech six days before the election in something beautiful that they destroyed. It sums up the last 20 months more perfectly than any political analysis could.
2: Dr. Gorka, hang on. We're going to take a short commercial break. Dr. Seb Gorka will join us in the war room on the other side.
11: It's all started, everything's begun, and you're all over, cause we're taking down the CCP. Spread the word all through Hong Kong, we will fight till the are gone, we rejoice when the law ball let's take down
7: the
2: CCP. years have proven that we need to be prepared. We constantly see government overreach, attacks on our communication, an energy grid, worldwide conflict, natural disasters, and the never ending assault on our security and privacy. Having reliable communications is essential. Now don't get caught without reliable communication. And I'm here to tell you your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it. It will not cut it. That's why I've partnered with the satellite phone store so you can stay prepared and assure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now, they have a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Get a free Amerisat satellite phone, 150 monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only ninety nine ninety five plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now go to sat, that's S-A-T-1-2-3.com, sat 123com sat 123com slash Bannon, and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That's sat123.com slash Bannon. Do it today. Take action.
0: Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas, the platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want, the way you want it. Download now.
2: You see, Mike Lindell out there. He's uh, gone all over the country. He's uh, he's uh, been everywhere for election integrity. And now the payoff is we've got uh, you know all these people trained up, hundreds of thousands of people. Everybody's manning their post. Eventually, we'll get the machines out. Well, okay, we'll get the machines out after we win. That's what it's going to take. And as Seb said, you got to outvote the algorithm. You got to outvote the corruption. You got to outvote how they're going to steal it. Go to mypillow.com promo code warm. We got everything up there in the square. You got every you know towels, pillows, sheets. You know, moccasins, slippers, bathrobes. Go check it out. Because you can't get it big box, Walmart, bed, bath, and beyond anywhere. You can't get it on home shopping. Only there. Also, tpusa.com, the great Charlie Kirk. We got this huge event out in uh, Arizona at Phoenix starting the 16th of December. It's Tucker. It's Candace. It's myself, Jack Basoba. Of course, Charlie. Dozens of other folks. It's going to be incredible. We want everybody there. tpusa.com slash worm. And also, you got Charlie's book, The Color Scam, Half Price. Seb Gorka. Um, and by the way, Boris, because of time constraints and he's traveling around like a madman, he's going to join us tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock and give us updates on polling. Uh, Dr. Gorka, you're one of the smartest guys I know. You're also a pretty tough hombre, and you're wise to the ways of the world. You just laid out some, here's, in 16, we came out of nowhere and surprised them and they, yeah. they, were, they weren't ready for it. They were measuring the, the drapes and, the, and we caught them. And as you know, they just didn't <laughs> pat us on the head and say, oh, this is terrific. Here's the keys. Now they've seen this and you've made the point. It's a, or Heather Mother said it's a red, white and blue wave and this thing's building and we can feel it and we can see it and we're going to fight them and not let them steal it. But just like in Brazil, are they going to sit there and go, what a terrific idea. You got Carrie Lake, you got Mark Fincham, you have Caroline Lovett, you have Doug Mastriano, Dr. Oz, J.D. Vance, Blake Masters. All these wing nuts that have been on uh, Seb Gorka's show, Salem Broadcasting, a war room, and it's great. We're just, we, we have the universities, we have Silicon Valley, we have Hollywood, we have Wall Street, we have the global corporations, we have all political power, cl- including the House and the Senate and the White House, the Pentagon, military, intelligence apparatus, biomedical apparatus, and big pharma to top it all off. Seb Gorka. They got everything. Are they just gonna sit there? And go, this is amazing. I'm so glad the American people told us this. <laughs> yeah, here are the keys. What's gonna happen, brother?
11: All right. So you were chief strategist. I was just strategist to the president. You understand you don't deal with the situation until you take an estimate of the situation. You have to take the strategic snapshot of the battlefield. And let's be very clear. What's different about 16? What's different about 20? And what's different about 22? Because every single one has a different starting point. The EOS is different in 16. They thought they had it. And we just surprised them. You know, I called it the, the, the merry band of men, this little insurrection won and took them by surprise. You know as well as I do, the reason they managed to get rid of us, America First, because there were less than 20 guys who w- built, walked into that building who were senior in their position and understood what America First was. We totally, it was a total out of the blue black swan. Then what happens in 2020? We were decent. That's the problem. We let them steal it. We allowed the president to say, okay, I'm going to do the gentlemanly thing, like like Nixon against JFK. We know JFK stole the election. We know that his daddy bought all those dead votes in Chicago and Philly. And Nixon said, "Uh, I'm not going to risk the nation and challenge it. We did the same thing in 20. Now, in 22, it's totally different. They're in power. Everywhere. This is an indictment of them by the American people. They don't have to hand over the reins to anybody because it's not a presidential election year, but it will be an indictment of everything they stand for. And then we get to build, Steve, you, me, we get to build for another two years. And there will be a secondary indictment. This isn't Bolsonaro. This isn't Brazil. This is different. This is us taking it back one stinking school board election, one governorship at a time. And we will do it it's a different starting point and they will be indicting themselves on tuesday and two years from tuesday
2: as you see it right now how many days into this are going to be to you think with this big wave right now as you see it on the thursday beforehand before we have a clear indication of the house the senate and these governorships yeah.
11: i think it's going to be w- w- less than a week I I, I give it four days. I mean, look, you know Robert Cahaley. He's the best in the business, Trafalgar. I I don't do predictions. I listen to the people who actually do the footwork. He said it, 35 seats, 54 to 54, or 53 to 54. That's what he says. And he understands what he calls the submerged voters. If that's what Robert Cahaley is saying at Trafalgar, I'm going to go with those numbers. And it's going to be less than a week till we take the House, we take the Senate, and we take all those governorships.
2: But but you think that it, it, Tuesday night kicks it off, but on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, next week, I just want to get the audience prepared. This thing's yeah. going to go for a couple of days. I mean, Biden last night just picked some random – he just threw some random names out. <laughs> Pennsylvania, Nevada, and Arizona, just some <laughs> random ones. Not that there would be anything on the line there. So you agree you think it's going to co- take a couple of days. I just want the audience to understand we've got to hunker down on this one. It's not going to be – 10 o'clock on, on Tuesday night, you're not going to be sitting there high-fiving. You agree?
11: The the obvious trend line will be a given by Wednesday morning. There will be individual areas and races that will have to wait a couple of days, three days. But by the end of the week, done and dusted, the wave will be established.
2: Dr. Seb Gorka, how do people get you in all the content? You're a content generating machine. How do people (laughs) get to you?
11: You've got to. I don't know what Elon did to my Twitter and to my whatever feeds. I had four million views on a video. You've got to check out the trans barista at Starbucks who was crying because she had to do an eight-hour work shift on a Saturday. You've got to watch it, guys. It's absolutely hilarious. That's why we're gonna win. Uh, SebGorka.com. The most important is also the Substack. .substack SebastianGorka.Substack.com. But everywhere except the fascist of YouTube, I'm there. Truth Social, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Substack, Rumble, you name. Name it, just put in my name Seb Gorka, you'll find me. Dr. Oh, gorka my the book, The oh, War for America's Soul. <laughs> the War for America's Soul, guys. Where they get that? Amazon? Yeah, yeah, they can get it at sebgorka. Uh, SebgorkaStore.com or Amazon. I prefer okay. to come to my webpage. Don't give that guy Bezos any yeah. more money. Go to SebgorkaStore.com.
2: Dr. Gorka, thank you very much. Okay.
11: God bless you and uh,
2: thank you, brother. Okay, uh, Real America's Voice, I want everybody to check it out. They're going to be doing the rally uh, live. You're going to get all the content on Real America's Voice, as you always get. We're going to be over in Frank's speech. We got another hour. We're going to go to Arizona with Sonny Breley Explosive news out there. Plus, we're going to talk to some of these candidates, the Secretary of State, that are on, fighting it on the line right now. It's going to be intense. Okay. Uh, also, the Savage Angels are up and Getter nonstop. Check it all out. Stick around. Be back here in a moment in the War Room. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplug Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency.
11: They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to
2: put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024 by taking back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer.